0: Half of our identity is gone, totally gone.
1: Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an Ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternal Event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 36, where today I am talking to Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Lily. Thank you very much for doing this today. Well, thank you for providing this
0: platform for us to speak.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to do it. And in your emails to me, I was um, immediately intrigued because you said your ending is a little different than what you were hearing, at least in the beginning when you were listening to the podcasts.
0: Yes, very different very, very different. And I think that was the reason why I wanted to do this with you so that I could put my story out there because my story does not end with a bed of roses. And I just want other people to know that it doesn't always end that way. So if they're in a situation like me, they're not alone.
1: That's right. There aren't always happy endings. I feel I'm I'm dabbling with that myself with my NPE journey. So let's go ahead and get into Karen's story. And if you're ready, why don't you bring us
0: back and let us know what your family of origin was like? Okay. So um, I was raised with mom and dad. And whenever I refer to dad in this story, that's the man that raised me. Um, So um, I am the middle of three sisters. Um, We're all five years apart. And our parents were together for about 15 years. They divorced when I was about 10 years old. So, um, it was a pretty normal middle-class family. Both parents worked. Um, we had a very, very large family. Both parents were from large families. They had many, many siblings. And those siblings had many, many children. So it's a very large family. Um, But growing up, I always felt kind of different. Could never put my finger on it. Um, Always felt kind of out of place. I am nothing like my sisters. I don't look like my sisters. I don't have the same interests as my sisters. Um, My sisters look like dad's family. I look like mom's family. And I think that was a coping mechanism for me throughout my life that, oh, well, I just look like my mom. You know, I don't look like my dad. I look more like my mom. And that's that's how I lived my life. And then um, kind of jump ahead to the late summer of 2017. Just as a lark, I talked with my sisters and I said, gee, you know, I've been working on our family tree for Many, many years. Why don't we do the DNA test and let's see, you know, exactly where our family's from. And they were all for it. They agreed and you know, I, I I bought them the DNA kits as early Christmas presents. Um so we did it. And about six weeks later we did a conference call because all of our results were in and we all Jumped on the compu- on our respective computers and looked at it, and I said, "Well, this doesn't this doesn't make sense. Why is it saying that you're close family?" And they were saying, "Oh no, no, the other sister is my sister." And I said, "Well, that's not what it says on mine. It says close family, half sibling, or first cousin." And my response if you excuse the expression, was son of a bitch. I knew it. And we all just kind of sat there and I said, well, you know what? Let me call the company. Let me see if I can do this again. Maybe this is a mistake and so forth. And so that evening I called the company. It was Ancestry and I called them, spoke with a very nice young woman who was really kind of unsure how to broached the subject with me and asked her some questions. And I said, do you think it would change if I do the test again? And she said, no, I don't really think it'll change that much, but you're more than welcome to do it again. So I did it again and I got the same results. And one of my sisters agreed to do a test with 23andMe, different company. Let's try a different company. Let's see if it's the same. And it was the same. So then it was kind of cast in stone that okay, well, this now makes sense. Like, I don't fit in, and this is why I don't fit in. Um, So, unfortunately, when I found out that information, it was two months before Dad died. And Dad was very, very sick, and I didn't want to talk to him about it. He was dealing with enough, so I didn't tell him about it. My sisters knew, and obviously I knew. And a few select other people knew. Um, So we went through the whole process with dad and he ended up dying. And I was really caught off guard because as I say this in a lot of the, the groups on Facebook that I'm in is that I lost him twice that year in those two months. I lost the genetic connection to him because of the NPE status. And then I also lost the physical connection to him because of his death. So I was mourning two losses in that year. And it was, it was very, very difficult. So about a month or so after dad died, um, I really started to delve into Facebook and um, what does this all mean and just trying to navigate my way through through everything. And I contacted CC Moore who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. She's been very instrumental in um, helping to solve decades-old cold murder cases. Um, and I contacted her through private message, told her my situation. I said, I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And she, she um, gave me the direction of joining the NPE Friends group on Facebook, which I did. And that was a huge help because then I found out I'm not the only one, which was what I thought like, oh my gosh, I've got to be the only one in this world that this has ever happened to. And, um, so I joined the group and was able to share my story with others like me. So I felt among my own. Um, and that's been, that's been a great help because once they Kind of helped me get over a lot of the hurdles, um, I have then become a person that can help others that are just finding out. I can help them come over some of the hurdles and let them know you're not the only one. And what you're feeling is not unusual in this situation. You will get through it. It will take time, but you will get through it. You'll just have to find your new normal. So with that being said, I started to do my research online and, um, I uploaded my DNA to MyHeritage and on MyHeritage came up a very close match of an aunt. Now I should back up and say that when the results came in on Ancestry, there was a first cousin that came up, unknown to me. I don't know who this person is although it just gave initials, so I wasn't sure. Well, then this aunt came up, so I did an open internet search of this aunt's name, who I believe is my aunt, because my heritage puts it in the category of half-sibling aunt. Based on her age, I'm thinking she's an aunt. So I did a lot of research, um, and her name came up in an obituary And in the obituary, it referred to her. It was her aunt's death. In the obituary, this aunt's death, it said that she was the aunt of this person who showed up as my aunt and a nephew who is uh, my aunt's brother. So um, there I had the name now I had to put the pieces together. So I did the best I could. um, And I found out a lot more information. It's amazing what you can find in obituaries online. And I found a possible half-sister in an obituary. And one day, I ended up calling her out of the blue and I have to say ahead of time, I totally blew that phone, phone call, totally blew it. I was nervous. I was asking questions. I didn't tell her my purpose for calling ahead of time. I just asked, started asking her questions about her father and do you know this person and do you know that person to the point where she said, I don't feel comfortable answering these questions and she hung up on me. So through more research online and on Facebook, I did find a common acquaintance with this possible half-sister that I had. So I reached out to the common acquaintance and asked her to pass on a letter to who I believe to be my half-sister. So the letter con- was five pages. It consisted of basic chronological... Um, ranting of what I did, what I found, screenshots of what I found online, and I included that in the letter and gave it to the common acquaintance who passed it on to the potential half sister. And I received a response a few weeks later, a one page letter from the possible half sister, saying that um, the information I shared with her has toppled their world as it did mine, but they're asking me to step back and cease any more searches. So out of respect, that's exactly what I've done. I have not reached out to her anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, In all of that, I did reach out to that first cousin on Ancestry. No reply. I then searched a little bit harder and I found where the, my possible aunt lives. And she lives 10 minutes down the road from me. So one day a good friend of mine and I got in the car and drove to her house and knocked on the door. She didn't answer the door. So I left a note with my name and my phone number saying that I had some questions for her. I had, I had some questions I hoped she could help me answer. And it was a couple of hours later that the aunt's daughter called me, who happened to be the first cousin that showed up on Ancestry. Mm. She was very, very excited. Um, And, you know, she said, oh, we're going to keep in touch. We're going to get together and so forth. And shortly thereafter, there was nothing but crickets. I would... Send her text messages. I would send her messages on Facebook, and never have I got a reply since. So mm-hmm. I have had absolutely no contact. Um, I have a a very serious autoimmune disease that no one on my mother's side of the family has. I want medical information, but I, I nobody's responding to me. Nobody. So I call myself an island. I'm out there. All on my own. I have, I have nothing to reach out to. I'm on an island, and it's it's scary at times. It's very very lonely all the time. Um, and I would like people that are listening to this to realize that yes, it may destroy your world, but think about think about the other person too, like think about us think about the npes think about those people that half of our identity is gone totally gone and i don't have medical information i don't know what diseases run in the family i don't know what i could be expecting in the future i don't know and it's it's daunting it's unsettling it's Not a good feeling to have to live with all of the time. Um, But I will say that I have found a fantastic therapist. He helps me work through a lot of the issues. Um, And, you know, one of the main things that we have to realize is that this is a grieving process. We're grieving the loss of that half of the identity. So grief is not a linear process. You don't go from A to B to C to D. Um, It's very circuitous. It goes around. It comes and goes. Um, Today you may feel perfect, excellent. I can get through this. And then tomorrow, for whatever reason, um, you're down in the dumps again. And you don't know why. And it's okay. Because this is trauma. I'm gonna label it as emotional trauma and it's also grief. And so for anyone that really needs to look for um a therapist, a counselor, someone to talk to, I suggest finding someone that, that is familiar with those issues and, and helping a person navigate through those issues. Um it's it's helped me a lot. Um, my sisters have been as supportive as they could. Um, but for them, it's, it's, it's different. It's just different for them as it is for me. We try to navigate it the best we can. Um, but it's hard. So, you know, although my possible, and, and when I say possible, it's because there's been no DNA test to confirm that the half-sister is my actual half-sister. There is DNA evidence to show that there's an aunt. Um, But if this other man did create me, he lives 20 minutes down the road. I really have no intention of creating a relationship with him. Dad was my dad. Dad will always be my dad. he and I had a special relationship, different from my sister's, but it was, it was a special relationship that I had with dad. No one will ever replace dad. Dad will always be my dad. He may not have created me, but he was there for me. He helped raise me. And that's, that's what I hold true. This other man, to be honest, I have no feelings towards him. None. None whatsoever. I want nothing for him. I don't want a relationship with him. Would it be nice to say hi to him in person one day? Maybe. But it's not something I'm striving for. And I'm not trying to be negative about this. I'm just trying to be real about it. Not all the stories have happy endings.
1: So true. So your potential birth father still lives and he lives close by to you, but you have never heard from him or contacted him, right? Never,
0: never. He does, as far as I know, he still is alive. Um, He would be close to 90. Um, And I, I don't know, I've never had any contact with him. So I have no information. And you're pretty
1: certain he knows about you, your existence? I don't.
0: I have no idea. How about your mom? So when I found all of this out, I invited mom over to my house. Um, and mom was a scientist. So she knows science. She knows science doesn't lie. Yet, as most mothers in our situations, denied it. Denied, Mm -hmm. denied, denied. Um, So in subsequent conversations with her, she never was forthcoming. She always denied. Um, So it's now a subject that I no longer even broach with her. It's, it's, not even worth my time or aggravation because it, it does not end nicely whenever we bring this up or whenever I have brought it up in the past. It's not a good outcome. You know, it's not something that I live in every single day all day, but it is there. It is always there. Um, And there are times when I just have to really sit back and say, wait a minute. No, that's, that's not my identity. Um, In thinking of stuff with dad, dad's family, and no one on dad's side knows. No one, absolutely no one on his side knows. I've told a couple of cousins on my mother's side, but, um, and then maybe a couple of friends. But Very, very few people in my life know. And I'm sure that the other man whose sperm created me is not aware. According to the letter that I received, they were not going to tell him. Because at the time, he was was having his own serious, serious health issues, and they didn't want to... Bring this up, which could exacerbate everything he was going through. So I was told that they would not tell him, and they asked me not to reach out, to stop searching, as I said before. And I—that's what I've done. I've respected their wishes. I just wish they would respect mine, and give me some information. It, this is not something that I did. Um. I—I I didn't do anything to cause this. Um, I although I'm not a victim, I I do not like that term victim. I am the product of, I had nothing to do with this. I am the result and the product of. So when families do stuff like this to people like me, shutting us out, making us the villain, we didn't do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. We did nothing. We were born. We were created. That was out of our power.
1: It seems so unfair that the, the half sibling, in your case and in so many MPEs, is it's they have this, I don't know, is it it? They just treat us so unfair.
0: It's like it's our fault. Exactly, exactly. It's not our fault. It's not our fault, but they need to, they need to, to blame someone and rather than blame the person that has been in their life for however many years, they want to blame the stranger. And we as NPEs are the stranger. So they need to blame us. But yeah, that's true. We're the stranger. Yeah. We're the stranger. And, and for us and for me, they're the stranger to me, too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know them. I, I have no idea who they are, what their beliefs are. I, I don't know anything about them. I do have some basic information about that man. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know anything. So they're the stranger to me, and I'm the stranger to them. That yeah. is
1: a really good clue about using the obituary to get other family members' names. I, didn't, I haven't used that one yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that search this afternoon.
0: That's a good idea. It gave me a wealth of information. I found out that um, if, the, if the DNA, if anybody tests, if the half-sister tests, and it comes out that we are related, that we share a father, then I will have, um, four brothers on that side and two sisters. One unfortunately died many years ago. Um, so, you know, that man had six children with his wife who he's still married to. And I was, I fall in there somewhere. Um, so yeah, I found that out in an obituary. About all of the possible half siblings that I have, so <laughs> it's it's um it's it's very unsettling mm-hmm. for all of us. The only thing that I'd like to say is that for people that have found out this information, you're not alone. Um, there are a lot of groups on Facebook that are there to help you navigate through this. We can't be there physically to hold your hand or give you hugs, but we can be there for you when you need to vent because a lot of people have no one else to talk to about this. I have some people in my life, and but a lot of the times when I'm talking about my deep, dark feelings, I do it on Facebook. Because those are my people, I and I say that because they know how I feel. Um, but newly discovered NPEs, you're not alone. You're not alone. There are a lot of people out there that can help you. Will 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 be there for you. And for the families that are getting this information, that there is a a a new person out there that is genetically connected to your family please be kind please listen to them please realize this was not their design this was and they're not a victim they're not it wasn't their fault this was this was something they had no control over be kind please listen to them please be open with them let them know, listen, this, this really has hurt us. We need time to navigate through this ourselves. Because then at that time, they're also going through emotional trauma. So everybody just needs to be kind. Thanks. Everyone just needs to be
1: kind. What an important message. Thanks. Thanks. If people would like
0: to get in touch with you or find out more about you, how could they do that? So they can reach out to me on uh, my email, and that is kknpe2017 at gmail.com.
1: Is that when you found out you were an NPE? Was that in 2017? Yes. Okay. Okay, so your half-sibling has, or your potential half-sibling, not confirmed, has known about
0: this for like three years now? Two years. Because two I years. found out the end of 2017, and I reached out to the potential half-sister the beginning of 2018. Gosh. Yeah, so she's Ugh. known for, for two years. So frustrating. hmm But I did want to get it out there that, not everybody's story has a happy ending yes no it so doesn't and
1: and I almost wonder with the people you know I'm so glad you reached out to me because um, Karen people need to hear your side because there's a lot of stories like yours yeah. but and like mine too I feel um, I've had more contact than you've had. Um, my birth father at least wrote to me twice before he stopped. But mm-hmm. I, um, I'm wondering, like you know, because I've had a neighbor say to me who listens to the podcast, "Oh, you have a lot of people that have this kind of happy endings," and I'm like, I wonder if that's because they're just more comfortable with contacting the podcast because yeah. maybe they are feeling better you know maybe they are feeling okay and better and positive so they feel like sharing what has happened to them but people like you and me where we're like nope we're pretty much shunned right um, people need to identify with that too cuz that's a lot of a lot of npes
0: right and and i think you brought up a really good point and that just brought this to my mind i think that a lot of people in our situation don't reach out to you to share their story because It is not a happy ending because they don't know, oh my gosh, is so-and-so going to hear this? Are they going to know? So there's a lot of deception even still going on with that. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's a sad place for us as NPEs to be in because we lived with the deception all of our lives we had to find out on our own through an ancestry test. I'm sorry, birth DNA test. Um, so the deception continues by those NPEs not wanting to share their story because I don't know who's going to listen. I don't know who's going to hear this. I, I don't know. Could that be the reason why it's not a happy thing to talk about? That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think that I wanted to do this so that those others would know you're not the only one. Thank you for
1: sharing where you're
0: at today. Well, thanks for
1: for letting me do this. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Karen for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.